Lauren Kimball Brown and Julia Zinn, two of the organizers, or perhaps organizatrixes, of Knife Fight and Friends, a locally grown film exploitation show, August 1st at the Jackpot Saloon. Thank you for joining us at Lawrence.com. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Uh, first of all, what is Knife Fight? And uh, would it be best described as maybe Ginchy, Gear, Fab, or Mondo? Definitely mm. Mondo. There's I would some say. Mondo. Though maybe not fully represented in the show, but... Knife Fight as an organization. Knife Fight as an organization is just a group of uh, people from Lawrence that we make movies with a lot, I guess. We started started using the name Knife Fight a couple summers ago. We were really obsessed with knuckle tattoos at the time, and we would make a lot of lists of potential knuckle tattoos. And Knife Fight was one of them. And then we needed a name for our group when we entered the Wild West Film Festival. And that was the one we picked. See, I completely forgot that I didn't have an answer to that question. <laughs> we have a Knife Fight historian amongst us, <laughs> Lauren Kimball Brown. And Knife Fight is a sort of an exploitation filmmaking collective. Yeah. yeah. Um, how would you define exploitation film as a genre? And aside from Nazi surf werewolves and beatnik cannibals, what's the appeal? Hmm. I guess uh, trashy, good fun in this case, or or something like along those lines for what we've been uh, incorporating from it. The appeal for me when I watch old exploitation movies is that there's something about movies that are made by relatively anonymous people that's really appealing, and it really makes you think more about the filmmakers and the actors as individuals, and it makes you wonder like who they are and where they come from. And it also, the whole, like, no name, no budget thing makes filmmaking seem a lot less intimidating. And so it's really inspiring. And you can sort of figure out how they did what they did. And it really makes us feel like we can imitate it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like everyone has their, can have their hands on the camera and make something with it. So there's a lot of, like, anyone can do it going on with exploitation. So it's a very punk rock form of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very rough around the edges. Uh, what are some of your favorite examples of exploitation cinema? Teenage Gang Debs yeah, yeah, was we highly influential on us. In the Knuckle Tattoo Trilogy when we made that, especially. Um, there's one called The Hot Rod Gang that I really like, but I haven't seen that in quite a while, so I don't know if I can really vouch for it. I'm really interested in uh, Doris Wishman and like her um, oddball like editing style and her kind of like hand-foot fetish <laughs> influences me a lot. She shows a lot of like walking and body parts, kind of severed body parts. And I'm really into Joe Sarno and the Findlays and the Amaro brothers. Like a lot of 60s New York sexploitation. And that would be mostly like early 60s, late 50s, or is it primarily just the 60s? I guess uh, more like 60s to late 60s, like throughout the whole 60s, late 60s even, with the Findlays and the Amaros. Since you are Lawrence natives, but you have are currently studying into uh, respectively at in Boston in Chicago, mm-hmm. both film is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Um, do you feel as though you're maybe continuing the legacy of Lawrence exploitation cinema, which began with uh, Herc Harvey's masterpiece Carnival of Souls? Well, I think it you know 
those are big shoes to fill, so I wouldn't <laughs> presume anything of that, but we do, at least I love that movie mm-hmm. a lot, and I do think it's really inspiring that he was able to do that here. And I'm glad stuff's still being made here. Yeah, we definitely both feel that Lawrence is a really good place to make movies. There's so many great people here, and there's so many great locations. Really willing to like just jump into projects, it seems like, also. Yeah. yeah. And uh, how long have you guys been making movies? Uh, You've been longer than me, Lauren. Yeah, I guess I started, I got my first video camera when I was 15. And I think my uh, first movie was a spy thriller with my cousin and my sister. But we started making movies together when we were 16 or 17. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I really took it seriously until then. Having collaborators really um, makes things seem a lot more exciting and a lot more doable and approachable. So, (laughs) and Julia, how did you become interested at such a young age Uh in cinema? (laughs) I, I just kind of like on a whim decided to take a film class in high school and knew Lauren was making movies. So we ended up getting together on that, even though she wasn't going to school there. So where did you both go to high school? I was at Free State, and Lauren was not in school. I'm a high school dropout, which ah. is why I'm so qualified for making movies about juvenile delinquents. I actually, I homeschooled for high school, but I went to Lauren's schools until then. Homeschooling, uh, a segue into exploitation cinema. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Um, in your guys' collective experience in filmmaking, especially in the exploitation genre, what is the most sort of lurid, disgusting exploitation thing you've ever filmed like exploding heads or you know deviant cadaver sex or something like that what would be like the most outre thing that you've put on celluloid hmm we've done some foot fetish stuff (laughs) (laughs) i think uh kevin stepping on a tube of gogurt was probably and spraying on his face face. (laughs) fairly we all felt really dirty during that well, I'm glad that you're both exploring an art form that will invite Fred Phelps to pick at you in the future. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, see? <laughs> Big things for you. When Fred Phelps starts picketing you, that means you've made it. I uh, should uh, mention, like, where earlier I said that I didn't know all who to include in Knife Fight, but there are a lot of people who are, like, regular contributors or collaborators and have their creative input in a lot of things that include, like, uh, Kevin Corcoran, Holly Santee, Lisa Floor, and William Mockery, and then uh, Rob Gillespie and Kelly Nightingale have a lot of their work in the show, too. So, And uh, speaking of Rob Gillespie and Kelly Nightingale, uh, the Spook Lights, uh, it just seems like kind of like the Velvet Underground was the house band for Andy Warhol's Factory, or the MC5 was the house band for the White Panthers. Are, are the Spook Lights the house band for Knife Fight, if Knife Fight were to have a house? I would say a resounding yes. And it was actually really funny. Last summer when I got home, we were sitting on my front porch and we were planning a beach party movie. And we heard a band practicing in the distance. And William was over with us. And he was like, we should have them be in the beach party movie. Not knowing it was the spook lights at the time. or actually really even knowing them. Hmm. And didn't make the beach party movie that summer, but are making it this summer with them. So So it was meant to be. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew that there were so many representatives of the exploitation genre in Lawrence, musically and filmically? Julia, what's your deal with ectoplasm? That kind of like stemmed from Lauren talking to me about it initially, and then I just kind of went crazy with researching it like obsessively and 
I, I find the fact that it like emerged from so many orifices and like the history. <laughs> oh yeah, a little bit of background. Explain to our listeners who don't know what exactly is ectoplasm. Oh yeah, I played heavily into like I guess like uh, seances during the when was that probably most common like the early nineteen hundreds. Yeah. Or so. The reason I got into ectoplasm was um, when I was at school in Boston one semester. There was a show up in New York that I actually didn't get to see, but. I work at my school library and we got the book from the show and it's called The Perfect Medium Spiritualism and Photography and it's basically all ectoplasm all the time. And, and she told me like there's a picture with ectoplasm strung like between a medium's nipples and I was like I have to see that that sounds great. And, and it has influenced and my interest carried on from there. And yeah, and influenced it, a movie. It's in Alone Without a Friend in the World which will be screening at the Knife Fight Film Exploitation Festival, correct? Yes. Okay. And really who doesn't have a fixation with gooey things that come out of a clairvoyance <laughs> orifice. Did you guys see Grindhouse? I no. haven't seen Grindhouse. Ah, good. <laughs> I have a feeling as true exemplars of the exploitation genre, you would have just left the theater going that Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino are just a couple of pussies. I would like to state that I've never seen a Quentin Tarantino movie, and I have no plans to see Oh! <laughs> I can't actually say the same for myself. But Reservoir Dogs, at least. About Grindhouse. I, I've, yeah, I've seen some Tarantino. That's pretty good. <laughs> but Grindhouse, yeah. It's- I was nervous about it. I'm kind of wanting to, just out of curiosity, with what they what they decided to represent uh, in Grindhouse films, but I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> meandering conversations between stunt women in a cafe and Bruce Willis with oozing zits does not an huh. exploitation film make. I didn't make. know there were zits in it. Big zits. Huh. Big exploding zits. Oh, we okay. haven't done that yet. Well, I guess we won't now. So. Tubes of Gogurt, yeah. pretty similar, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have a lot of goop, but not... And lots goop. of spitting. And spitting. And uh, actually uh, hand-feeding of ectoplasm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, enough about Grindhouse. Let's talk about real exploitation. Um, the film exploitation show, what's going to be playing, and will there be a Sasquatch? There probably will be a Sasquatch there. Some people think he's more of a gorilla man, so you'll just have to come and find out for yourself. He appears sometimes around these parts, but no one's confirmed his existence, so he may or may not make an appearance. But there's a potential for there's Sasquatch potential. or Ape Man. Mm-hmm. Or, or an Ape Man. Or Skunk Ape, as they call them in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, again, what will be playing ah. at the film exploitation show on August 1st? At the Do Jack you want Hustler. titles? Or? Titles, examples, filmmakers. What, um, can, what can a viewer expect when they go to the film exploitation show? Well, it's a lot of films. We have about 10. Mm-hmm. And it's basically our output of the past, what, three years? Two and a half, three years? Plus one of Rob's from a lot earlier than that. Yeah, I don't know the exact date. But yeah, we have a few films by Rob and some knife fight films and then some... I guess maybe Spook Lights plus Knife Fight and films. Big old group collaborations between a bazillion people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Julia and I each have one example of our art school output, just to keep things uh, various. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of like different genre film influence things. Like We have a Western and... Like slap fight at Sassafras yeah. Swamp. <laughs> slap down. Uh, yeah. Slap down, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> um, are goofballs and jazz cigarettes required for attendance to the film exploitation show? Not required, but welcome, I would say. <laughs> Encouraged for the full effect. What would your final pitch be for potential attendees of the film exploitation show at the Jackpot Saloon on August 1st? If you come, there's a high probability that we might recruit you to help us with a movie. 
I don't know if that would appeal to anybody. (laughs) (laughs) And you probably know someone who's in something there. It is a lot of Lauren's talent. Yes. Aggregate in the films. (laughs) All right, well, Lauren Kimball Brown, Julia's in, two of the primary hop heads behind Knife Fight and Friends, locally grown film exploitation show, August 1st at the Jackpot Saloon. Thank you very much for joining us here at lawrence.com. Thank you. Thank you.